and welcome to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Aloha mai kako. You're listening to Native Stories podcast. Mahalo for listening in. Ova o nanea loko inoa no popkulea mai ao no ao ma kaimaki. I'm Nanea Lo from Papakolea, Oahu, now living in Kaimaki. Today we have Noelani Ahia from Mauna Medic Healers Hui. Velina Mai, Noelani. Aloha, mahalo nui for having me on today. Mahalo for coming. This is another episode of what I call the Mauna series, where we're here live on Mokuokeaave or Hawaii Island at Pu'u Honua o Pu'u Hulu Hulu. Um, holding space in solidarity with the Kia'i and protectors of Mauna Awa Kea, a sacred mountain in the peaceful protest against the 30-meter telescope that has been granted access to be built. Um, Mauna Kea is also the largest mountain in the world. So I'm going to give the mic over to Noilani so she can introduce herself. Aloha mai, this is Noilani Aihia. I'm here at Mokokiave uh, from Maui. I live in Waihu, Maui. Um, I'm a diaspora kanaka, which means I was not born in my homeland. I was born and raised in California and lived in New York City for 11 years. And then um, I heard a calling from my kupuna to come home. So I came home about 11 years ago. So all you diaspora kanaka out there, please come home. You're welcome at home. You need it at home. Yes. And... We love our diaspora. We, we have a few episodes about our Kanaka diaspora that are doing great things at wherever they are. Um, a hula practitioner who's a kumu and another one who is also a lua, first female lua practitioner. Um, anyway, so we wanted to ask you, how did you get involved in being a medic for the Mauna Kea movement or a medic or Mauna medic in general, because I know that you are the founder of it. So if you could share. Sure. So I'm one of the founders along with um, Dr. Kalama Okaaina Niheo. So this, um, back in 2015 up on the Mauna, uh, a lot of our medics were here serving a similar function, but there wasn't an organization at that time. So uh, after that, um, Dr. Kalama spent some time up at Standing Rock and uh, helped organize their medics up there and really got a lot of mana'o and did some good solidarity building with our indigenous brothers and sisters up there and brought that mana'o home to Hawaii. And then in the summer of 2017, in August, there was a um, direct action for Haleakala when they were building the... Um, the Daniel K. Noi telescope up at Haleakala. So I was um, I was a kia'i at that stand. And uh, on that night, one of our kia'i brothers was um, violated by the police. He was really, he was treated with violence and he was thrown to the ground and an officer's knee went into the back of his head and there were several officers on top of him. And he's a rather uh, small framed Kane and um, basically they gave him a concussion and they proceeded to handcuff him and leave him on the ground without giving him any medical attention and he was in that state for quite a while in fact when the officers were on top of him before he was concussed he was stating I can't breathe I can't breathe I can't breathe 
and then he passed out. So, um, you know, for myself, I was I was on the ground in a lockbox and we could all hear him. And it was really traumatizing for everybody, him especially, but for those of us who were there and and even those who were watching um, on the live streams on Facebook and social media. So for quite a long time, he wasn't rendered any aid. And in fact, we found out later the law enforcement thought that he was faking it. And, uh, you know, eventually we all got up from our, our lockboxes and we were able to go attend to him along with some of the other community members. And an ambulance came <clears throat> after what seemed like a really, really long time, maybe like half hour, 45 minutes. So um, Kalama and I uh, connected shortly after that and we had a really um, important conversation about how can we protect our protectors? How can we make sure that those of us with medical experience in our Lahui can be there to provide the kind of protection and um, triage and, um, you know, support for our kia'i in direct action, frontline activities so that we don't have to rely on outside medical care or rely on law enforcement doing the right thing and rendering medical aid. So that's really when um, the Maona Medic Healers Hui was formed and we gathered with some Maui folks and uh, some Moko Kiavi folks who had been on the Maona for quite some time since 2015 and we, we started to organize and we started to prepare knowing that um, the TMT issue would come up again and that there would be a stand. So we've been preparing for the last two years um, just under two years, uh, so we could be here and do what we're doing here today. Mahalo. Um, especially Kanaka Maui people at home, just like now, just like what's going on at the Mauna now. We talk to a lot of folks who can't be here, but they're still feeling traumatized and they're feeling guilty that they cannot be here for whatever reason. Um, so it's definitely something that, uh, that the monomedic healers who he is addressing as well is the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely recognize that, that not only do our folks in our Lahui need healing or attention when it comes to the physical body, but also the mental state. I mean, we've all gone through so much. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the other um, primary functions of the Monomedic Healers Hui is to address that trauma and not just the frontline trauma, but, um, you know, the trauma that happens here because of, of the police presence and the uncertainty and the waking up at two in the morning thinking that the police are going to raid the camp. And, you know, all of these things that are traumatizing here are on top of 126 years of the trauma of colonial genocide, right? So we've got ancestral trauma and historic trauma that runs deep in our DNA. And, uh, you know, we also have ancestral resilience, which is the beauty. And we're seeing that every day here on the Mauna. But it's important to not 
overlook or um, brush under the rug those traumas because they can turn into PTSD. They, they turn into all the ills that we see plaguing um, Kanakamali people when you look at our um, demographics and our statistics and our, you know, our health outcomes. These are all related to historical trauma and ancestral trauma. And so being here on the Mona, one of the functions of the Mona Medic Healers Hui is to provide a presence and a space for people to um, just be able to acknowledge that trauma and to recognize what is going on and know that they're not alone and that there is um, huge amounts of support in our community that that is looking towards healing and you know we're building a nation over here but we're also healing a nation so um, we have something every day we offer twice a day called Hale Kuka Kuka which is just a space where folks can come and share their experience on their mana. They can debrief a little bit because it's a lot. A lot happens every day and people need a place to talk about it and just share their experience. So um, that's one of our, our primary functions as well is to, is to address the trauma and um, look for paths to releasing it and moving it and healing from it so we can continue to be resilient and rise. I love that Pu'u Hulu Hulu has... Yeah, like all these different functioning parts of it. And although you guys all have these different sections, like the medics and, I don't know, the Kanaka Rangers and the Hale Mana Mahu, the Hale Mana Mohine, and, but they all kind of intertwine with one another. Like, like I know that the when you guys do the Kuka Kuka session, it's in the Hale Mana Mohine too, the... Yeah, so I love that. And I love that you guys are addressing that and, and having space for that as well. Um, also, I wanted to ask, so prior to, like, the folks that are actually working with y'all, can they just be, you know, normal people that can learn or is there any kind of prerequisites in order to um, become a Maui... Um, <laughs> so that's a great question. You know, we we have a beautiful um, array of people with varying experiences and every single one is valuable and welcome. Um, we have MDs, nurses, EMTs, highly, highly Western medically trained people. We have cultural practitioners um, and ponopono practitioners and everything. Um, everything that you could think of that would be needed. And a lot of uh, what our folks do, we have some folks who don't have medical training, but they serve as runners um, or they serve as kako'o to, um, to the other folks. There's, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a place for everybody. And, and honestly, um, I think we probably had less doctors and nurses like the first week than we do now. We get we get more doctors and nurses every week. But I think we did some of our best work in the first week. Um, during those actions, a lot of what our folks were doing was keeping people hydrated in the hot sun, checking people for altitude sickness, um, being a shoulder to cry on. I can't tell you how many times... Like I just give someone a hug and then all this stuff would come up because, you know, this being on the Mona, it triggers a lot of stuff and it's it's an opportunity to release. So a lot of the work we do is just holding people when they need a shoulder to cry on. And, and honestly, that's one of my favorite jobs is just being there to hold that space for people because 
it's magical the transformations that are happening for people up here. So, um, so we we have helpers of all kinds, and um, what we do, we have a pretty um, stringent credentialing process. We need all of our our medical professionals um, to have um, licensure. So we do. Um, we do check licensure. Uh, we have a lot of people coming up to the Mono wanting to provide services, which is great. But we also have a limited amount of space. So sometimes people come up and they can't always perform the function that they wanted to do when they came up here. Um, and, and that's okay. People are rolling with it. So they may end up working for day as a rover because there's not enough tables for them to do Lomi Lomi. Or actually, we have enough tables, but there's we have a space issue sometimes because we're trying to manage our footprint up here. Uh, and we're reorganizing some things. So um, we have people doing all kinds of things. Manning the table where we have, um, we offer things for folks coming to the Mona. Um, hopefully folks bring their own stuff. But if they don't, we have electrolytes and sunscreen and um, lip balm and um, alloy. So if they get sunburned, you know, there's we have a lot of things to just help people be healthier and stay healthier while they're on the Mona. Um, and so we have we have folks. We usually have a doctor and a nurse at each one of those stations, and then they have lots of other folks um, that help assist people as well with all of those things. So, um, yeah, it's it's anybody can help. We'll see if we can find a place for you. That's so cool. So, like, has there been people that have been here in Pu'uhuluhulu from the beginning? Or is it more kind of rotating in and out? That's a great question. Yeah, we have some, we, we have some amazingly dedicated people. You know, our people love the Mona. And it, people have a hard time leaving, too, and they have to leave. So um, we have a solid core of people who have been here for the beginning. You know, they'll go home to go out, out or check in with their family, get their kids back to school, but they come right back. And so we have a solid core of people who are um, through and through consistent. And then we have other folks who can just come on the weekend or they can just come once a week. And that's fine, too, because, um, you know, we, we need that that coverage. Um, so, yeah, we have both. We have both. We encourage people if they want to volunteer with us to come to the Mauna and spend a day or so up here um, if they can first before volunteering with us so they can kind of get the lay of the land and see what it feels like and, um, you know, before they get thrown into um, Band-Aids and, <laughs> and uh, altitude sickness and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, for them to just, maybe it's not what they expected. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you kind of touched upon the next question that I wanted to ask, which was, like, kind of, like, how is traditional medicine, like, la'olapa'ol incorporated? Is it, like, a focal point of the Mauna Medics or incorporated when can? Absolutely. We have we have some amazing La'olapa'al folks that are on our team and they provide such an important service because, you know, our our medicine is the primary medicine of our aina and um, it's the first go to when we can. Yeah. So we have um, 
we have a couple of Alalapa'au people who are here all the time. We've got Stormy and um, Pumaika'i as well as Alakai for that. And so they're always providing. And we have people in the community who, sh- who drive up regularly and drop off the Alalapa'au. Um, so especially like in the Kupuna tent, especially, they always have uh, teas and salves and other herbal remedies available for the kupuna that they're really peely too and it makes them you know it makes them feel so ono to to be able to have our medicine as the primary medicine and then and then of course we use the western medicine time and place right sometimes we need our blood pressure check check but sometimes we just need a little mamaki tea <laughs> yeah yeah, awesome. Speaking about community, um, how has the com- the community played a big part? Like, have they been do- donating a lot of things, a lot of la'au, or how have they been trying to kokua? And how can our listeners, if they want to help with, uh, maybe if they can't come to the mauna, or or if they're coming to the mauna, if what kind of la'au is good to bring if they want to just kokua that way? You know, um, we've had we've been so blessed. There's been so much abundance. Like literally, we started so small scale. It was like, oh, I hope we have enough money to buy more first aid kits. And now we're like swimming in first aid kits. We actually had to take some supplies off the mountain because people were so generous and sent an amazing amount of of supplies for us to use. And and they will get put to use eventually. Um, so. Uh, because we received so much generosity in physical donations, we started asking for um, gift cards, like Visa gift cards, because that way we can assess the need every day. We can look at our stock and see what we need. And then um, we have folks who are on the ground um, or down from the Mauna who are part of our supply team who have been incredible just amazing resource for us Um, they work so hard so we'll let them know we need this this and this today and then they'll take the gift cards and they'll go purchase those things so we can keep the quantities um, manageable for us because it like sometimes when we we would put a kahea out for something we get like five thousand of them and then um then it would take a lot of, of energetic resource to organize all that and find a place for it. So we found it's just simpler to do gift cards. But funny story, one day, um, you know, there's a whiteboard at the front of the welcome table when you get to Pu'uhuluhulu. And so they would list, you know, what the kitchen needs and what other group needs. And one day um, we were out of chapstick <laughs> and we really needed more chapstick. But whoever wrote it on the whiteboard wrote chopsticks. <laughs> So the next couple of days, we got some chopstick donations, which is really funny for us. We thought it was hilarious. So those went to the kitchen. But yeah, so for now, the best thing is um, Visa gift cards or gas cards, although they have to be specific to um, Hawaii Island gas stations. Yeah, so if people here on Hawaii Island want to get gas cards, that's awesome. And if you go on our Facebook page, which is... Mauna Medic Healers Hui. I think one of the first um, things that will pop up says how to donate. And it'll give um, an address that folks can mail in gift cards to. And then there's some donation drop-off points if people want to drop gift cards off there. And then if you have specific la'au that you're growing that you want to donate, uh, you can just send a private message in that Facebook uh, page and one of the La'o people will get back to you and let you know um, how you can kokua for that. Awesome. I, yeah, I know that a lot of folks can't be here, so they want to know how they can contribute in any sort of way. So mahalo for sharing that. Um, 
Another question that I wanted to ask is, I know AI education is abundant here at Pu'uhuluhulu, so is AI education meshed into um, the Mauna Medics? And if so, how? Absolutely. We're practicing decolonial medicine. You know, we've got we've got all kinds of practitioners working side by side with no hierarchy and no, um, you know, no Western is better than Kanaka or any of that kind of business. We're, um, we're practicing uh, decolonial medicine here at um, Pu'uhuluhulu. And I should, I, I want to just say something else as well, aside from that aside point. Um, we're practicing basic first aid up here. Like this is not a hospital. We're not, you know, doing surgery up here. We're not um, treating serious things. We actually have a really, really good relationship with the uh, EMTs and um, paramedics locally from the local stations. So we've been um, coordinating coordinating with them and what we do is you know we we preserve life we take care of people and we make the call to the paramedics to come transport to the hospital so they can be treated um properly but you know we're practicing basic first aid up here and then other modalities like acupuncture um lomi lomi and um arahale kuka kuka and whatnot so um you know just the fact that we're doing all of these things and we're working together is is decolonial in and of itself but you know we we also have been trying to teach some classes at Pu'uhuluhulu so some of our professionals have um have been teaching in fact we had a class today with a street medic from um she's first nations uh and she lives in San Diego and she was at Standing Rock and she's done a lot of other frontline work um and she just gave us a great class about street medic work and how her um, her indigenous community does this kind of work, particularly at the border and with all the things that are going on with the border crisis and school shooting. So um, we're working in solidarity with other indigenous populations. Uh, we have some other folks from Standing Rock who are supporting us and doing a lot of um, a lot of online work and looking at legal work and, and different kinds of things, support systems that we need. So part of what we're doing is building those alliances and building those relationships, which is a part of AIA. Yeah, because when we, you know, when we win, they all win. And when they win, we win. And so we're standing in solidarity with our indigenous brothers and sisters um, across, the, across the Honua. So that's part of our, our AIA. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful that, yeah, everybody that's visiting, there's like some healers that are are connecting with you all and like making it a stronger relationship. So thank you for answering that question. Um, and I want to ask, so is there even a typical day as a mom? Mauna Medic or in Pu'uhuluhulu or can you give us like a typical day or yeah something of the sort yeah that's funny I'm laughing because you know like typical I don't know about typical because the thing about about doing frontline work is it's um you're on your toes all the time and it changes every day and it's um it's always um always have to be maka'ala but you know the, the typical things that we do are we have our halavais twice a day. So we meet, we talk story, we debrief, we get our assignments for the day, we figure out who's going to be stationed where, who's going to be doing what, um, if there's been any kind of um, 
events that happen that we need to talk about and debrief. We do that. We look at how we can improve our strategies and how we can give better care. Um, and, you know, just that we become a family. We're Ohana now. And this group of people, what's, what's typical about us is that, that we love each other. <coughs> Excuse me. We hug each other. Uh, we laugh together. And, you know, that's part of the medicine, too, is just building those relationships with people. Um, and that that's the most typical thing about us is we love each other. As far as, far as like, the, the day-to-day, you know, we have rovers every day, which the rovers are amazing. They go up and down the road, and they check in with all the ohana who are camping and make sure that they're hydrated, find out if they need anything, pass out first aid kits, um, just kuka kuka and check on them. So we have rovers every day. We have our, our um, medic stations at Haleola and Kupuna Tent. And then we have our other services. So, um, yeah, but every day is a new, different experience. And it's a beautiful day every day. Wow, I didn't know that you guys go out to the cars and check on the folks that are yeah camped out outside of really the base camp. But that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last few questions is uh, wrapping up. So what do you envision for the future for the Lahui or for the Mauna medics? And where can you guys go from here after, you know, they don't build the TMT? That's right. After they don't build the TMT and, and the TMT folks go away, um, you know, we're still here. So maybe not right at Pu'uhuluhulu, but one thing that's been so beautiful about this movement, of course, it's first and foremost about stopping TMT and protecting Mauna Wakea. But what's also happening here is we're nation building and we're nation healing and um you know, we're building our resilience, we're building our skills. We've shown ourselves that we as a people have everything we need. We can do everything we need. And that's one of the most empowering things about this movement is seeing the people come together, organize, seeing how many skilled, talented Kanaka Maoli and allies that we have in our community that just can do amazing things. And so I feel like um, when TMT goes away, uh, there will there are other fronts, of course, in Hawaii. You know, we're all f- fighting other battles as well. But but what this movement has done is built these amazing, strong relationships, these pilina that um, that are not going to go away, and we're going to keep growing stronger, and we're going to keep building our community. We're going to build our lahui. We're going to um, restore our nation and put into place. All of the things that we've been practicing here at Pu'uhuluhulu, including decolonized medicine and working together and really attending to the health and well-being of our Lahui. Yes. Okay. So lastly, I want to reiterate again, if you can let folks know how to get involved or how do they donate, um, maybe share with them um, your guys' social networks. If you guys have any. Um, sorry, I'm not like the super technical one. So I know we have Facebook. I think we have Instagram too. But to tell you the truth, I'm not really sure. But I think we do. Um, so Facebook, our page is 
Mauna Medic Healers Hui. And you can go on there uh, to get information about how to donate and just find out more information about us. Um, and then if you want to volunteer, you can leave a message on there and someone will get back to you. Sometimes it's not super fast right away because sometimes it's just us manning that and we might be like in the middle of a crisis or, um, you know, running supplies on the Mauna or something like that. So um, you may not get a response right away. So just be patient with us and understand what it is that we're doing up here. But uh, we will get back to you um, and then we can let you know in what ways you can help. And then, you know, if for any reason... Um, it doesn't, it doesn't fit for you to help or the day you're coming, we don't need people or there's all kinds of things like that that happen. This camp has so many amazing opportunities for people to volunteer. So there's always something to do. So if you don't know what your kuleana would be, you're still welcome to come and then find a kuleana. <laughs> there's so much work to do. Yes. Come to Pu'uhulu and experience the greatness. Um, Oh, yeah. One last question that I, I forgot to ask you amongst all those other questions. What is the most people that you guys service in one day? Oh, my gosh. I don't that I don't even know. I mean, are you counting hugs, too? No, I'm just kidding. Because honestly, like that's a big service for us. But I really I really can't answer that. I don't I don't know. Sorry. 50, 100. I don't know. She's being modest, probably like a thousand or more. But um, mahalo for joining us in this podcast. And we, if you guys want to follow us some more, you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram, Our Native Stories. You can download our app, Native Stories, and you can also follow us, um, our podcast, Native Stories. Um, tune in till next time. Mahalo. Thank you for listening to us on Native Stories. If you have a story you would like us to tell or want to sponsor a future podcast, location story, or walking tour, please email us at info at nativestories.org.